today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 11:30. That means Tech Talk. Brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM Three Marketing, is here. Are you logging on? I, I am. I'm a little. I'm a little, a little delayed. Inside information here. <laughs> You're on Facebook. No, we're on YouTube. We don't do Facebook. We okay. don't want our public information getting up there. I mean, you know, we have a whole new precedence now, Bill. Okay. I mean, we got new new things happening because, you know, Facebook actually just announced, just on a side note, that they're going to be uh, letting Android users turn off their location tracking devices. So if you are a full-on, I absolutely need my Facebook, you're going to be in good shape because you'll be able to shut it off. Are there still off. people like that that are full-on Facebook? Oh, there's tons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know you know, who they are directly. I mean, and, and I still post through it using other mediums. I really think LinkedIn in my world and, and, and YouTube is really probably not uh, LinkedIn. I can't speak to 100% on the privacy side. But you know what? YouTube at some capacity I think is still a better vi- uh, medium to kind of go with. In right. my opinion, anyway. So. There's the endorsement right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, before we get into it, I know you want to talk a lot of stuff about Galaxy and some other things yeah, that are going on lots here, of good too. Things, yeah. But uh, I, I want to do a follow up on this, on the, the segment we did a couple of weeks ago here about you yes. and, and your drone. Yeah. Because this is, now, this is high level stuff. I it mean, is. You know, people, hey, aren't those things neat? I'd like to get one of those. Uh, yeah. It's You have to get a license to operate one of these things. Well, and it, you, you've gone through the process. I well, went through tell, the process. Walk, walk through this with us. Okay. So we know that as of June 1st, Transport Canada took over drone license. Licensing. Yeah. We talked about the issues of drones have caused problems. They shut down airports in in, in, in London and, and otherwise. Just happened so, in Ireland again this week in Dublin it, Airport. Right. So you know it, it is an it is a problem. I'm not going to dispute the fact of it's you know these need to be addressed and they need to be controlled. And, and you know what? And Transport Canada took a lead on this and good for them. But as of June first, new laws are going to be coming in where you now have to have a, a certificate to be able to uh, be allowed to be on uh, or to fly one of these drones. Two hundred and fifty kilograms up to one kilo. That's a pretty heavy drone. Uh, my, my gorgeous wife for Christmas got me a drone. I'm all excited. I'm ready to fly it. And I realize I'm not going to be able to do this after June 1st without a license. So years ago, I actually went for my fixed wing pilot's license, only in class. I only got in about five or six classes, and it was quite intense, wind speeds and, and so forth. Well, Transport Canada, this was not a simple test. This was actually a full-on, it took me four and a half hours, and, and thank goodness I had the other training in advance because there were questions about what what was the wind speeds and and so if you're going for your drone license or you're getting your drone license be prepared you're going to get a rotary wing uh, certificate, pilot certificate. So I'm I'm two steps away from getting a fully licensed helicopter license. I mean, year I'm hours away. I think it's 40, 46 hours, but I'll be able to probably the next step is to be able to get my rotary wing uh, 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 pilot license. Um, so right now, yours truly on live on Tac Talk, I have a Transport Canada pilot certificate that lets me fly under the guidance it's like a beginner's it's like a g2 driver's license i have the exact same thing for a pilot's license is a is a beginner's license so like all those movies you know where something happens with the pilot and they say is there anybody here that can fly this thing you're that guy now (laughs) if it's fixed wing i'm done i I, I don't i I can be no use to you but if we're in a helicopter and we're flying i actually could probably help uh, get the yaw under control and be able to get this uh descended safely to a certain degree yes i could way to go so (laughs) good to know put that on the i'll be taking this by the way and think about this the future of tech speaking to this as we've discussed 
I am already on the steps, and people maybe want to think about that, to fly the future vehicles. You need, you're going to need one of these licenses. So I may be that guy flying from Hamilton to Toronto in a drone. Um, you know, the, the up version of the yeah. Christian Grey model. But yes, that will be me. All right. So there you go. Uh, the, the Uber in the air. That's, that's <laughs> going to be Adam in the not-too-distant future. Uh, let's, let's talk about the S10. I know this is yes. one of your favorite topics. It is. It is. Yes. We're going to be giving Samsung some love in today, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm pretty excited about it because of the fact Samsung made some amazing announcements similar to what we see with Apple. But what I really wanted to share is the one that I don't think was getting a lot of attention, the S10. It's got some cool features, great great functions. It's a it's got a very powerful battery, 4000 milliamps, which means that you're going to be getting a good solid day out of it based on how bright your your LEDs and so forth. But some of the bells and whistles made me kind of laugh a little bit. So it's got a great camera and that competes with Huawei, so we have an option that's not Chinese. Um you can now charge another phone by simply putting the phone up against the other. I thought that was kind of, you know, kind of hokey cuz it's kind of like let me drain my battery so we can both have just a little bit of battery. Um, that's kind of hokey, but the power buds I thought were neat. And that was one of the things Samsung was going with is the fact that you can now run very much like AirPods on Apple, but you can charge them with the back of your phone. So the phone becomes a little magnetic, uh, generator that, that is able to power, uh, sources of which you'd be able to utilize, uh, from like AirPods, another phone, it could charge up a keyboard, a mouse, um, as we're getting into this wireless technology yeah. thing. The the element that may, and I'm no scientist, and maybe we could go to McMaster and speak to smarter people than me. I'm thinking this thing's giving off a magnetic pulse to charge devices. I don't know. Call me weird, but I'm thinking like my brain is not metallically capable of blocking these rays. I, I, it just makes me kind of think, are these things safe health-wise? I, I don't know. I hope to come back on Tech Talk and give some features on that. But the the element of all of these cool things that it does is pretty neat, and it's fast. It's got a great – I think the quality of the lens is amazing. It's Samsung. Um, and to go from the S10, the big news, the one I'm really excited about is what they finally announced was the Galaxy F. We've spoke about it. It yeah. was coming. It's official. What's official about it is that it will fold from a 5-inch, which is a small iPhone, if you remember, into a 7-inch tablet. What's really cool is that it's very seamless. It's using Samsung's folding technology they announced a few years back on their TVs. So now you can take your little tiny phone, unfold it into a 7-inch tablet, and it has up to three multi-screens you can run uh, uh, three different programs at the same time. That's like pretty amazing when you think about it. So if you're looking at a map and you go, I need to expand that, you can unfold it. Now you got a map, you can put your email into it. Of course, all of these amazing features come with the low, low price of a Canadian cost of $2,600. $2,600. For a phone. For a phone. I mean, a tablet phone. So I guess they're kind of saying, well, if you pent uh, 1000 on a tablet and 800 on a phone, you're kind of paying the same price, right? I just think this is getting way out of whack right now. $2,600 for your next smartphone. That's, that's a little rich. All right, listen, so we're on the topic of uh, Samsung. What's going on with Bixby? Well, I think we speak about all of these concerns of voice activations from Google Home and, yeah. uh, and, and Siri. Uh, this one makes me laugh. Bixby still exists. And I'm sure many people are going, what's a Bixby? I think I've heard Tech Talk mention it once before. Bixby is the voice automation that it's, Samsung it's the uses. the cousin of, uh, of Alexa. I would say <laughs> it's the it's the babysitter of the cousin next door in the basement that you heard about that had a little bit of a weird uh, feel to it. It's, it's one of those 
awkward things that Samsung gets forces onto users that have the phone. And it's their version of a Siri, except you're right, it's a cousin that's smarter. Um, 4% of the total smartphone market with Samsung uses Bixby. And that you may think that's that's not bad, but it's very, very small compared to like Amazon and Google, which work on Samsung, by the way. So why is this important? Why would anyone care? Samsung is making all of their smart devices, their washing machines, their dryers, their fridges, all of the appliances are all going to be integrated with Bixby followed with and this one i think is way too late and i i think it's a dead dead in the water they're coming out with their own speaker system their own bixby samsung home speaker that you'll be able to like google home and and alexa be able to use to interact and connect with all of your smart devices I, I think this is just a, yeah, I don't even know why I'm even talking about it, other than the fact that if you're buying a Samsung, you're going to be forced to be talking to a computer system. Well, that you're going to get the sales pitch. You're going <laughs> you're gonna to get it by default. Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Oldfield. Here's your phone. By the way. Yes, you're using Bixby to, and, and I've tried to use Bixby. I really did give it a chance. I have I forced myself to say, I will give you, Samsung, all of Adam's technological uh, technological input. And Adam gave up on it after about an hour. And I, ah, Bixby, go fly a kite. I, I, I'm <laughs> done with you. I, I, or go fly a drone. I can't handle this. I know what I want to ask you about. I saw the story earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who's had two knee replacements already, uh, Hamilton kind of made history, at least Canadian history. Canadian this history, yeah. This and this is massively uh, huge news. Is that you know our own in our own town, uh, McMaster had a first knee surgery performed by a robotic uh, operate uh, robotic operation. Why that? Which, which didn't surprise me to a certain extent because uh, that robotic surgical arm was actually developed in Hamilton yes. years ago, and of course okay. it's it's worldwide right now. But that that was right down the street here. So I think you know we we don't give Hamilton or Canada for that matter enough credit when we talk about technology I mean all these companies and tech and everything else they seem to be in other countries other than our own so this one is a milestone from a medical achievement uh, and what makes it so unique and this is the part I wanted to talk about is not necessarily what it was but why technology is important in the medical uh, surgical rooms is the fact that it's got a slim and when I say slim less than 1% margin of error on, on repairs Less than one percent. So all of a sudden, we're watching, and and, and it's important. You, as you dis, uh, described, many knee surgeries. You know, it's a bit of a fine art, but it could be done incorrectly, and then you deal with oh, pain, yeah. or you have to go back. This is going to, uh, uh, I would say, alleviate the return patient. The uh, the healing process will be quicker, and the fact that we're letting a computer and our robotic arm um, be able to help with our surgical procedures improve the 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 injuries and otherwise that we're feeling. I think is we're already one step ahead of being where Terminator is going to be able to be our own, uh, uh, survive. well, for the survival of humans in the future, this is one step of how we can perfect surgical operations. Well, and and it's it's the next, I guess, genesis, uh, the genesis of the next step, rather, that, that that's happening here. Because, uh, I mean, when I, last time I had mine done, I, I was in the hospital for four days, five days, something right, like yeah. that. Because there's always the risk of infection. And like yeah. you say, I mean, it's, you know, it's that you get nicked or something, whatever yeah. the case might be. Now, knee replacements, as extensive as it is, I mean, it's major surgery. Is day yep. surgery, and, yeah. and this is one of the reasons why. Yeah, because you're in and out. Yeah, the speed, you're home for dinner. The 
deficiencies and and the healing time is is so just the cost of 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 repair and time and loss of of work and energy is so huge so kudos to our to our group right here in hamilton ontario uh congratulations i think it's 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 fantastic and i'm looking forward to seeing what the next steps are going to be okay what's going on with google well uh google's got lots of issues and you know the one that's sort of been hinted is nest they actually bought nest a few years back a few years ago uh, more like five years ago and nest is a thermostat system that you know is more of a smart device well i guess google never said it wasn't existing and they never declared that it uh was a secret but they are now under scrutiny in the senate for not advising publicly that their products came with a microphone and now of course we talk about google listening on our phones we talk about you know how google's integrated in in, in all of our smart devices and google home was uh, uh tuning into all of conversations this is a bit of a, a i'm gonna say a sensitive issue because google's already got a lot of heated pressure right now with what are they doing and how are they giving permissions of listening and, and overhearing google claims that the nest thermostat the smart uh, thermostat is set up with a microphone yes they didn't say it but if you go into the options you can turn it on so it wasn't advertised in the box it was never featured in all their specs but when you did buy it and go into your option settings on it you were able to see turn microphone on so it's one of those was it really hidden it wasn't like it was there and nobody was going wait a minute it's been there all this time they just forgot to tell us the features existed google made the clear uh, made it clear that it was never turned on by default it was there for the long-term development with the ability to integrate it with other devices such as you bought a google Google Home device, you would maybe want to integrate it with your thermostat. Sure. You would then allow the two systems to be able to connect with each other or be able to have your Nest or the thermostat within listening earshot to connect so you don't have to have multiple Google Homes everywhere. All right. So let me get this straight now. The microphone is, is in the unit. Yes, correct. But it's, it's not turned on? Correct. It's not turned on. So it defaults with the microphone is off. Okay. The issue is nowhere on the box. If you bought a Nest thermostat, yeah, does we, it yeah, say? Yeah, we have one. Okay. Well, then in there, if I'm you look at the I have to go look at the box this afternoon. <laughs> I never looked. I, who, yeah. who reads that stuff? Nobody reads. <laughs> nobody pays attention if you're listening to me while I'm while I'm hooking up to my device. But yes, technically on the box and all the specs, even online, it never cl- declares has a microphone that is capable of listening and integrated with Google. So they're under. They're just basically. It's not misinformation. It it's just not told them. Information and that's what what Google's saying. We never yeah. meant it to be a secret. It was always there. And if you go into the settings, it says turn on microphone. So you know it's 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 one of those. Well, you know we should have been told Google. So that's that's what they're getting a lot of heat for. All right, uh, we got a few minutes left here. What's going on with uh, AI? Well, right now, artificial intelligence is capable of generating a lot of cool things. And we've seen that over the years with regards to uh, thinking how w- our habits are. We've seen it how it creates potentially uh, solutions bef- uh, to problems before they exist. So maybe you got a habit. Maybe, you know, like you use your phone a certain way. Artificial intelligence is taking on a whole new light. And the engineers from Uber actually generate and this is by the way anyone can go online and and be able to do this and i thought this was really kind of cool for two reasons one it's scary the second reason is that it's 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 a fact of where if you need to create a false identity, this could actually create one for you. 
So it's a website that actually will create through millions and millions of photos. Apparently, there's trillions online, Bill. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't realize there were so many photos online. It takes elements of, fo- of, of features of, of humans in photos, whether it's an, a movie star, uh, could be a photo you uploaded, and it will automatically generate a fake person. And when you go to this, uh, uh, when you go to the website, you'll be able to see how it creates quickly uh, generative, it's called generative uh, uh, adversarial network, and it learns entirely how to create and mimic a real photo. So uh, anyway, this Uber engineer created this amazing little website. You can go online, you'll be able to generate this, this feature. And it's scary because these people don't exist, but this artificial intelligence has the ability to create non, and it's using DNA of types of eyes, nose size, mouth, features of your ears. Some look a little hokey. I'm not going to lie, but all of them seem quite realistic. Uh, I want to get into. You've talked about autonomous vehicles an awful lot over the last little while. Tesla, and of course, yeah. they're happening. Uh, you, I ran across a, a rather interesting piece here about how that's impacting the auto insurance business, which is a sore point for almost everybody, right? Uh, this is starting in the U.S., and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it would not surprise me if Ontario got jumps on this concern right away. We've seen more and more advancements. We talked about we're now at level three now in the autonomous driving. Ontario has mm. now approved. Well, one of the factors that is going to really impact uh, the the economic industry is the insurance industry. So um, BlackBerry, as we also know, got $40 million to do investments on QNX, and they're going to be investing in autonomous driving smart vehicles. In the next five years, five, Bill, we will be seeing cars, as we know, talking to each other. And when they're talking as you're driving, they become little... Uh, think of them as little wireless ports speaking to each other on the road. So the car in front, the car beside, the car behind. They're constantly talking. They're going to be integrated with the same... Whether it's a GM, an Audi, uh, a Mercedes, they're all going to be running on the same base platform of safety autonomous driving. That's the one universal thing. The insurance industry, rightfully so, is starting to see in 10 years from now, if all these cars are talking to each other, if the car that's driving down the highway at 120, uh, uh, claiming that's going to be the speed on the 401, uh, at 120, and there's a whole series of cars moving at the same pace of that, but up ahead 10 kilometers, an accident happens, that accident will then trigger a notice to all the cars behind it. Vehicles slow down. Vehicles are slowed down. Vehicles are stopped. You have six kilometers. Every vehicle around that will now instantly know how to react, slow down, and not get into a multiple car. A multiple car accident is going to be a thing we will be joking about 10 years on the radio. We'll be like, do you remember when there used to be multi-car accidents? That is going to be a thing of the past. Insurance companies are already in the United States seeing this, and uh, they've just claimed that if you're driving a Tesla Model X, which has a lot of smart features, autonomous driving, your insurance for a year, even if you've got over the age of 25 you're married with a clean driving record ten thousand dollars is the starting for your insurance in california and this is not something that's isolated to this area it will eventually start to kick in and all the insurance companies are going to go wait a minute if there's no accidents where do we exist how do we how do we justify operation anyway it's something to factor and we need to be aware of that great for technology uh but is insurance even going to be needed is going to be the bigger question. Well, yeah, that may be the grander question. Uh, we'll get into that next time we're around here. Uh, thanks so much. Adam Oldfield, we do this every Friday, 1130 Tech Talk, brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.